Hello and welcome to episode 160 of Laps Gamer Radio. Joining me tonight is Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, yeah good, good. Good. And extra special guest, my uh, partner in crime on the old uh, Fortnightly Fisticuffs, Mr. Connor McCurvey. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, long time no podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also long time no Fortnightly Fisticuffs. <laughs> We haven't done one in a while, unfortunately, but I've been moving house, so got an excuse. Um, but we should get back on that soon. we still got Definitely. a few to get through and a lot of fighting games to revisit. Oh, yeah. and I, I did pick up King of Fighters 14 or whatever, which one it was that was cheap on their PSN, so yeah. I haven't fired it up yet. I thought I'd add another one to the backlog of yeah, fighting yeah. games to play. Fair enough. Let's talk about video games. Um... Let's do that. So we've been doing our um, sort of like ongoing, we're streaming like <laughs> five nights a week overall, right? That's it, yeah. We've, we've been going crazy. Everyone's got right into it. So yeah, five every, every one of us, five one night a week. Yeah. Excluding, was it, uh, excluding Fridays and Sundays. Fridays and Sundays, yeah. But um, yeah. we still ended up streaming on those days as well sometimes. So, because <laughs> we're addicted, yeah, and um, and Connor's been streaming for a long, long time. Um, yeah, been are you still doing your um Soul Calibur streams? I have been, I haven't done them for the last couple of weeks because it's been a bit hectic here, so um, I haven't had a chance over the weekend, yeah. and I've been just too knackered. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do need to to resume those again. I've been been going through the story mode, which I was really enjoying and finding out how some of the characters work and how ridiculous the story mode is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then I'd started on the the character creation and the alternative story mode, the one where you create your own character and take them through. And I started it and I'm like, oh my god, the training on this, I wish I'd done all of this before I'd started playing around because it does does give you quite a decent training but it's very wordy there's lots of chattering about it and it's a bit silly it's a bit visual novel at parts um whereas you just want to get in and push yes. buttons and slap things or chop things as uh, yeah, yeah. i found the same sort of thing with um the uh original incarnation of the story mode in street fighter 5 where it was just sort of like text boxes and um the story mode the rpg mode for grand blue fantasy versus which i, I kind of get it because like it's a fighting game spin-off of an rpg like, like no one's there for the story but right? no one's <laughs> there for the story exactly well I've, I've kind of always been there for the story with tekken but that's usually well yeah that's because tekken story silly. is mental um and it's, it's <laughs> always been and, insane yeah between that and uh, mortal Kombat, i mean that's like the two most mad stories in the yeah. world ever, i still but, can't you know and they, and they can lean i still can't believe how they managed to get akuma from street fire into not only you know, just like a guest character in tekken 7 but they put him in the storyline and they made it work within that storyline but that's just testament to how ridiculous tekken's story modes are so um apart from soul caliber he's been playing quite a lot of uh, a game that me and and Chaz love, well, I don't know if I don't know if I actually if you do love it, Chazzy. I definitely loved it, but you've been playing a lot of um, <laughs> Dad of Boy. I have been playing a lot of Dad of Boy. Yeah. Oh, what mm. a fantastic little game that is! Oh, I wasn't wasn't expecting it to be anywhere near as good as it it ended up being. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a shock that it was so good. A bit bit kind of um, 
took a bit of adjusting to, having played all of the other God of Wars, except for Ascension, um, and you have that kind of fixed or cinematic camera, actually being able to control the camera and look around and see how yeah. magnificent the, the game world looks was a bit like, oh, this is a bit different. And Ooh. starting with a different weapon rather than your uh, trusty Blades of Chaos and uh, having someone else that you have to kind of instruct, it was a bit different. But man, it's magnificent. Mm. And I proper binged it. I absolutely came through it because I was really, really enjoying it. To the point where I got quite annoyed when I'd finished the story because there was missable bits that if you didn't explore and kind of get stuff at the time it was there, you kind of a bit blocked off. So I was a bit like, I know it wants me to play through again, but I've only just gone through the story. I'll wait and I'll come back to it. But man. Oh, but there's still plenty more to do. You've still got to hunt down all of the Valkyries. Well. Uh, eat all of the Niflheim challenges and all that, all that stuff. Well, there is, but there's also like the, the artifacts to collect and stuff. And loads of those yeah. are missable. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I don't, really don't think I'm powerful enough, actually, to take on all the Valkyries. I think I've killed three of them. Um, but one of them just just was knocking me all over so I'd yeah, gone, they are incredibly hard fights yeah i went off and did like the the challenge towers um those fights i did did i do the first eight of those um and they were really good they were hard very very hard yeah. um but yeah what a magnificent game yeah, i found a lot of that when i was playing it that i'd either walk into an area and i was literally godlike yeah. or you know i'd walk into an area and get destroyed and I know that's kind of par for the course for games in in some respect. Like I remember doing, having that in Warcraft for God's sake, you know, but uh, like World of Warcraft. But um, at least that sort of gated off into sections. But on this, it was yeah, I was kind of um, I was bumping up against a lot of lot of walls where I just assumed that was the way to go. And obviously, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. Dark Soulsy. It's trying to funnel you a, yeah. in a completely different way. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely areas you do walk into and go, "Whoa, I'm nowhere near powerful enough." And then you come back. Three yeah. or four hours later, and you're like, ah, "Now have a go." Um, yeah, that's it. I'm there was right a very happy, but at least it lets you do that. Yeah, at least yeah. it lets you make those mistakes and go into those areas that you shouldn't be going to. It doesn't just completely linear experience. Although a lot of the environments are quite linear, it's not. Yeah. Like, but there is some freedom to explore, you know, and and go off the beaten path and yeah, get stomped so, by enemies that are way higher in level than you are. So I'm not oh, probably what sort of a half to just yeah. over a half through the game and um i, I have like i've spoken to you on the kind of the, on the offline chats and stuff that the start of it i found the linearity of it to, mm. to be quite bland yeah to make it bl- quite bland and quite quite safe and i was expecting it like i'd heard all these people sort of going on about oh my god this game's amazing it does this it does that and the emotions of this you know if you have a son and it was kind of like none of that really hit home because I just felt like I was going from A to B to C, mm. you know, bashing things in the face. But I have kind of softened on that now a bit. And um, now that you kind of, like, once you get to that sort of halfway, just, just before the halfway point and things open up and get a little bit kind of more epic. Yeah. There, there are definitely certain moments in that. With the, the, the present, like, what I would say is this game is in, an incredibly well presented um mm. like to the point where like you like you say you're just like wow i've never seen this being done like wow that, that just looks gorgeous like you do have to kind of stop and take stock of it but then there's other points of it where i'm just thinking this isn't too far away from 
you know the other third person action games that I've played before and th- but then it will do something a little bit different and suddenly you know pique my interest so it's it, I'm I'm really sort of yeah. up and down with it with it you know I wouldn't say it was the best game that I've ever played but it's definitely um as I'm getting further and further into it, I'm getting more and more sucked into it, I've got to say. I think the bit that put me off was the RPG side to it because I wasn't expecting yeah. that and they're having to upgrade armor and trying to juggle what pecs are better for where. And, and yeah. but I'm I, not I'd an RPG player, so for me, it's not really something I like. Um, yeah. And I started to kind of get into it, but I just kind of went, well, that's me as high a level as I need to be. I'm just going to, I just kept trying to upgrade stuff so that it was the best level, not necessarily the best for the situations. And I think there was too many weird and wonderful slots that things could be put into that I didn't understand how they would work or how they would really benefit me. I think not being an RPG player, I think that that kind mm-hmm. of disadvantaged me. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there with the different armor types and the different mods um, that are... Like, you can cater towards your particular playstyle, but it's also there's a lot of, like, scope for min-maxing yeah. in there, which... Um, if you're not that yeah. bothered about that aspect, what is this doing in a God of War game? <laughs> but <laughs> but I, like, I see what yeah, they were yeah, going yeah. for. Like, this is a God of War game in a post-Dark uh, Souls, like, post-Witcher 3 um, world. It's well worth watching. I don't know if... I wouldn't do it until you've actually played the full game, but there's quite a good making of to do the making of God of War. I think it's called Raising Kratos. Um, was that the one that um, uh, Noclip did? Uh, might be. It's on YouTube. The full thing's on there. I think it's like an hour and a half long. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's it's really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think it obviously paints quite a, a one-sided view of it and very much a view of this is the part of the the industry we want you to see. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Whilst yeah hinting it's very promotional, at, right? Yeah, whilst hinting at some of the, the more darker sides of, of game development. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting to see what they'd gone through to actually getting the game made and how everything kind of changed for, for them as a studio uh, that were famous for God of War and were trying to do something else and God of War was kind of on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got pushed to the forefront. Hmm. It was it, definitely interesting, and I think I think they're on to something with this God of War because it needed refreshing. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, what I played of Ascension, I really didn't like, um, and it felt like they needed to do something with it. And I think what they did do and the way that they set it up was very, very clever. It's interesting how um, it was an interesting design decision to soften Kratos. Yeah, and just. You, you know, just take all, round all the edges off him and put him well, in a situation he, where he's uncomfortable. It needed to because, like, Kratos said, was was always a ridiculous character. But yeah. towards the end of the, those original trilogy, and then in Ascension, Ascension was a game they they shouldn't have made. No. Like, they should have. It didn't need to. It was already tired performing before they reached that point. But like the character was, all of the pathos that was supposed to be in his character, all the, the tragedy, was kind of removed by the fact that you were like your fist through greek Re- gods yeah. heads repeatedly and <laughs> that's it um yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point it, it can only escalate so far right yeah yeah i think i think they'd needed to to aim it at the gamers that had grown up as teenagers playing the god of war games um because if they'd have made another teenager's game 
I don't think it would have worked. It the originals no. work on the the post Mortal Kombat kind of ultra violence and ridiculousness of God of War, whilst being exceptionally cinematic and very very beautiful and and quite an interesting telling of Greek mythology. Mm. They needed to kind of carry on with that audience and tell a story that was more relevant to to people who had played those earlier games. Well, it's interesting that mm-hmm. like. <laughs> in switching it like cro- having cross mythoses as well yeah and the whole you know uh, also kind of expands that universe yeah yeah and allows them to chop and change and bring different stuff in and just yeah i mean they they can yeah. now do so many more different things with this rather than being sort of hemmed in by just greek mythology but also like you say because he's now a fish out of water it, it makes him more human yeah. Which is, I think, is the strong part of this is that seeing him in a weak state is actually far more interesting. It's it's know? interesting, and, not just, and weak emotionally, not necessarily yeah. weak physically. You know, I think that there's the fact of him not knowing how to deal with a situation of having to raise a son mm-hmm. is yeah. very very interesting because it's a situation he can't fix by knocking ten bells out of it. No, exactly. And as much as he wants to be emotional. Mm-hmm. He is so kind of damaged, I think it's probably a, a good yeah, way of putting it, right. it from past experience, that I think he's scared to open up and scared to kind of be be a father. And he, he he's more, certainly early on, he's more of a, a general yeah. commanding his troops kind of situation rather than a, a father nurturing his son. Um, yeah. But the, the way that the mythos is told is really clever. Obviously, if people haven't mm. got to that, I don't really want to spoil how that mm. actually happens. But the way that that's all filled in is really, really interesting. Really, yeah, really great. clever. I think it's a, as a narrative device, I think it works very, very well and gives you a lot of information. It's not reliant on you going off and reading loads and loads of scrolls. It's an oral history and... I think that that's a very, very clever way of doing it, especially the way that it's implemented within the game is that it it fills in the points where you're going from point A to point B. And quite Mm. often that is the most boring part of any game is going from point A to point B to go and kick something in. So to Mm. actually fill that with information is is really, really good. And I think it works very, very well. Yeah, it's like you say, it's just those little presentational things that they do that just elevate the game more than anything really yeah you know all those little conversations and little hidden bits and like you say you can go off and and read about the backstories of all these gods and they actually do you know tie in and all this kind of stuff and you know i I just think that's like i say from a presentational point standpoint i can't knock it it's brilliant but yeah like i say i've really i'm starting to be one round with it whereas at the start i i was not enjoying it at all has to be said, but um, yeah, there was a, there was a weird difficult difficulty curve to that yes. as well. Yeah, but it was also it was also um, strange that I'd I'd come to this from playing um, Jedi Fallen Order, right? And yeah, that was just a weird um, a weird situation where like they're two very comparable games in some ways, but also vastly different in others, and having to switch my brain, um, yeah, was was was. was awkward and um i think that may have you know uh, dulled into a little bit to that kind of me not enjoying god of war as much but uh yeah like i said i'm starting to starting to come around on it now starting to come around on it and enjoy it 
I think what it is. I think partly for me, I don't want to go and do a new game plus yet because I've only played it on a PlayStation Four. I've only played it mm. in at standard HD. Um, mm. I would like to actually experience it again, but in 4K. So it's kind of yeah. one of those ones. When I get 4K telly, it's one of those I will go back and I will experience again and and see it. Yeah in kind of a fresher view because it's visually yeah. beautiful. It reminds me of um, when I first started playing Horizon. It's got that very, mm. very beautiful visual, very lush kind of yeah, feel to the environment. Oh, I, can, I can imagine what the concept art was on this. Yeah. You know, like sort of very um, <laughs> uh, like fan, dark, dark fantasy book, <laughs> sort of, um, you know, chocolate boxy fantasy book stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I've got to say, there were some, there were, there. I've got to admit, there are a couple of moments where I just went, "Wow, that's 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 cool." Um, mainly to do with different various animals, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, 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 very yeah. much so. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to go back and clear up some of the uh, stuff that I didn't because I didn't get all of the Valkyries and I didn't do all the Niflheim challenges, and I didn't get all of the artifacts and everything. I did, I did not one hundred percent that game. Yeah. And I would quite like to, but I think at this point I'm far enough from it that I could probably just start a fresh playthrough, um, <laughs> uh, which I'm perfectly happy to do because uh, that game is fantastic. And um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I probably it probably doesn't have the same impact for me as it does for you guys because you're both fathers. Um, yeah. And so there's an there's an aspect of the storyline that doesn't doesn't resonate as much with me as it would do if I you know if I had a kid I imagine but I yeah. still think it's it's um, an incredible and piece that's of not storytelling. To, that's not to be like kind of um, oh I've got a kid and you would never understand but cause I, no. I think you, you, they're quite universal themes but there yeah. are like silly things in there like um, I know with myself like I uh, not, cut a long story short like parenting wise. Um, I I haven't like I, my dad wasn't around as much as it would be, so therefore trying to teach your son things yeah, yeah. that your dad would have taught you, mm-hmm. but you haven't been taught them by your own father, and then sort of seeing that through that lens in a video game yeah. is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Quite, so I can uh, quite an eye opener. That actually, that. I know. Do you know what? I'm not. Um, these these are universal themes in this area. Mm-hmm. you know and you're not going mad and you know you don't feel you know you think oh actually no do you know what other people are picking up on this and in a, in a mainstream <laughs> game it's, it's you know maybe i'm maybe i am doing all right so you know yeah it's good yeah it's, uh yeah it does it it's just like weird background stuff like that that you just kind of but as main themes going through the whole thing i think and you know they were quite universal themes of you know look after look after the little one Make sure it doesn't die, you know. Yeah. Teach it better than you you were taught yourself. You know, you, anyone can pick up on those things, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll I'll get back and play it again sometime soon. Um, have you playing been playing anything else of note recently, Connor? I have. I've been playing Spider Man, so another rare PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, that nice. is magnificent. Mm. I have. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I played through all of the story um, and picked up the DLC quite cheap and I've just finished off all of the DLC. Uh, and yeah, what a lovely, lovely game. Uh, my son's been playing it with me because he's absolutely mad on um, Spider-Man. 
But the game itself, like when I first started it and played through and you get your first boss battle, I was like, nope, this game's not suitable. He's too young. He's only five. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to to watch me play this as much as you will probably enjoy it. I think some of the themes, certainly within certain areas of the story, are not really suitable for a five-year-old. But swinging around New York, finding backpacks, solving science missions, yeah. um and helping people is absolutely perfect and he was more interested in finding all the costumes so nice we did we did all the science stuff together we found all the backpacks we just took all the man up high and then fling him and then just fling him off a building and then catch you know catch him way too late and just skim the uh yeah, skim the surface of the ground and fl- like, zip line away Mm-hmm. And my boy will absolutely like roll up every single time, so like that it, that was worth the price of admission alone. My my fun. son's absolutely obsessed with uh, Into the Spider Verse, um, yeah. so he he started to kind of get used to the control. So he keeps trying to climb up to really tall buildings and throw throw himself and go, "What's up, danger?" and just leaping <laughs> off and just dive bombing down. Um, yeah. And he was really excited when I'd opened up the because the DLC has the Spider Verse costume. Yeah. So he was super excited with that. He was oh, like, yeah. oh. And then um, they'd done the trailer for PlayStation 5 and they d- announced Miles Morales. Yeah. Mm. And um, my son was just like, oh, could we get a PlayStation 5? <laughs> so you <laughs> might need to ask your mum on that one. <laughs> you're on. Yeah, so so. It's interesting with that game that, um, like, looking back on it now, it's interesting that they took, they decided to go with the route of, taking the origin story away from yeah. Peter Parker and then moving it to the villains. Yeah. It was a really, really interesting way of doing that and still mm. feeling like you're getting progression. Yeah. I think and, it was, um, yeah. it didn't need, and they've done the same with the Marvel films with the Spider-Man ones. They're like, yeah, this story's already told. What yeah. new thing can we tell you about? He gets bit by a spider. Ooh, he suddenly can stick to walls. Ooh, he suddenly can start swinging around. You know all of that. Let's not waste yeah. time telling you, you that need, story. You don't that need you to see him getting bit by the spider. You don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. Yeah. You don't you're need all of that. You're junk. preaching just, to the choir as well, right? Yeah, just yeah. like there's exactly the right, just uh, the like exactly the right approach is just chucking it in as a as he is already spider-man like literally like the mode of the the because I, I started it again recently because i'd i played it a while ago and i'd got to a point where i was in like inside one of the demon hangouts and it was like one of the like uh yeah, clear high the level missions, ones. Like, yeah, yeah but it was like a high level one and like and the combat system's quite um uh, complex at that stage and I hadn't played it in ages and I went back to it and just got absolutely stomped and I was like I should probably start this again from the beginning mm. so I did um, <laughs> and yeah the, the way that the game opens you've got the opening cutscene and then something happens and he jumps out of his window and then you're in control immediately yeah. swinging through the 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 streets of uh, swinging through uh, Manhattan and it's just like it just immediately throws you into you are Spider-Man yeah, yeah. Um, which is great, absolutely great. Um, I've talked before about how, uh, and Andy's probably a more uh, more of an authority on this than than uh, we are because he's a massive Spider Man <laughs> fanboy. But they they managed to nail absolutely both sides of that character, like the yeah. sort of like socially awkward heart of gold Peter Parker and the cocksure um joking spider-man but you can see both 
you can see both elements in yes. both sides as well. That's the thing yeah. is you can see when he's cocksure. Yeah, even yeah. when he's being a nerd, right? And it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like to ride that line is very difficult, and and not a lot of people do it well ever. That, when there's been I, enough films and media put out, and yeah, very few have got it right. You're completely right that it is an origin story more for the bad guys than for for him. And I think the way that they did that and the way that they developed some of the relationships with the bad guys, mm-hmm. I thought worked really, really well. Mm. Um, some of it was a bit predictable, but I think that helped it because it meant you got a payoff of, oh, I saw that bit coming. Um, other bits, not so much. But I think because part of the mythos is very well known, certain things kind of have to happen or kind of have yeah. to evolve. But was, then was, they can kind of subvert that slightly as well. Yeah. I was quite surprised how many um, enemies, like bad guys, they like villains, they throw at you. Yeah, you know, it did feel like wow, guys, you you do realize you're using up like kind of half yeah. The but the only already. problem is with well, that's it. They, they pretty much throw the then, full sinister. The six only problem you, with that they? is that no. the, the a lot of the villains in the Spider-Man pantheon of characters are pretty lame, like Rhino and yeah. the Shocker <laughs> and characters that the only ones that people really care about uh, yeah. is like Doctor Octopus and Goblin, Goblin and. and um wilson fisk now that was a like an interesting one for for me because i I thought fisk was done very well in spider-man but it has the unfortunate fate of existing in the same world as vincent d'onofrio in um daredevil um who was so good in that role um that any other portrayal of of that character kind of falls a little bit flat um in comparison but yeah. Um if I do have anything really like major negative to say about it is it is very much full of But busy it's never work. it's never boring. And I didn't find so like, Oh it, it get it gets I to mean, a point where it is. It becomes a chore. It's like, oh my god, I feel like I'm actually Spider Man. I've oh I've got to go and save these people. Oh, I've got to go. That's I suppose if you're trying to get all the trophies and trying to clear all the areas, which I was doing to get costumes yeah. and things, some of it can be a bit ah, oh, do I really have to do another one of these missions? And then you get other points where you feel like Spider Man. You leap chasing a vehicle, you drag the people oh. out of the vehicle, you stop the vehicle with your powers and then fight the other mm. bad guys by sticking them to lampposts yeah. all in like two moves. Yeah. And it's like Oh my god, I feel like Spider Man. And there there are moments like that where where you feel absolutely magnificent after it. And then there are other points where it's like, oh god, this is a bit busy work. It never gets to the Spider Man two point of my balloon where you're like, Oh god, not another balloon to try and stop. But they even those were like um Okay, this might be a weird comparison, but in Assassin's Creed Black Flag mm. You had to hmm. um, chase round. I can't remember. I think it was like sheets of, of like music paper that yep. were flying around, and each one you caught meant that you got a new sea shanty yeah. that your crew would sing. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked that aspect of having like different shanties, like the whole the because I spent most of my time just on that boat and hearing the crew sing along was great. Yeah. The actual act of getting those sheets of paper was... I almost snapped my controller in half so many times because it was infuriating. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. did it because I wanted those sheets of music. In Spider-Man, um, 
first thing when I loaded it up, both times that I played through it now, and as soon as you get like the, oh, there's all of uh, Peter Parker's backpacks dotted all over the city. Uh, and there's like the towers to unlock. And it's like, I didn't actually care what was in those backpacks. I just went and got all of them immediately because the act of yeah. like swinging around and getting them yeah. was just so effortless but also like really fun like the the one where you have to get like the the like there's a checklist yeah, of get all these photos of all the landmarks in new york and yeah, you can yeah. do all of them without stopping because like you pull your camera out and time slows down so you can take pictures in mid-swing so you yeah, could yeah. go around and get pictures of every single one of those landmarks with in one go without stopping and because swinging around the city was just feels so good. This, I I liked the J. Jonah Jameson stuff. I think the, great, right? the oh, person yes. who plays J. Jonah Jameson is fantastic. And it's it's very Grand Theft Auto in the style of it's the news report telling you of the mission you've just done. And that that's lovely. That's a really yeah. like interesting way to feel like you've been rewarded by doing something within because people in the game are talking about you within it and also the fact there's like newspaper headlines as well you can go off and pick the newspapers up and they've got the the whatever you've done for that mission and that does add a lot into it it does make the world feel feel real Um, like even that little choice of of, um the change they did with jj and jameson makes sense because like once upon a time sure uh, newspapers were the like the biggest form of news yeah. media that you would get and the editor of a newspaper would be an important job but nobody buys newspapers anymore they're all dying out slowly but surely yeah, yeah. Or, or losing money hand over fist so they had to re to, to mm. move him into a new role as like a shock jock rush limbaugh style right-wing yeah. shock jock uh talk radio host um yeah. made absolutely perfect sense and he, i loved that i loved listening to those whenever he, or they popped up there's there's a beautiful one um, if you've done the DLC right at the very very end after the prologue when you start swinging around again mm-hmm. that's absolutely magnificent and if you're going to play it I'm not going to spoil it um, yeah. but it is absolutely magnificent um, and my son was because I'd shown him I'd saved because he he likes Miles I've been showing him like the video clips of, of different bits of that so he's been quite quite excited with that but the bit at the end and he was like. Did he just say that, Daddy? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's some lovely bits, and I nice. I'm very very excited for for Miles. Yep. I think it's probably it's more the Spider Man origin story we didn't get because it's a different Spider Man, and I think that's yeah. going to be an interesting way of of doing that. Um, yeah, the is fact that enough d- of a draw for, to make you buy a PlayStation Five? just that on its own no because i think it'll come out on ps4 as well yeah it will it will for sure there's there's no way they can afford not to sell it on ps4 what they may well do is say that the ps4 version comes with the ps5 version or ps5 version at a cheap thing or they may well do the ps5 version and then say a month later it's coming to ps4 i think they're a bit silly not releasing it both at the same time because they yeah. they can make money, they can make bank on it quite quick. Yeah. Um, I definitely would buy it day one because it was yeah. the. And I held off on Spider Man until I was kind of in a place where I really fancied a game, and I got it for Father's Day last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of sat there, and I started it and played a little bit, and then I've just as Nathaniel's got interested, it's like okay, yeah, we'll we'll do it together and and yeah, play and and just experiment and he he likes the fact that he can now do the swinging and stuff and 
he finds yeah. it quite exciting. I'd also um, like to point out that they took the Batman Arkham combat and made it yes. better than the yes. Batman Arkham games and make more sense because I always felt it was a bit weird, like back like playing as back Batman and like back flipping all over the place because he's not supposed to be like a limber gymnast he's a he's a no. brawler he just hits yeah. people really hard but with spider-man it makes absolute sense to have that and, sort of combat yeah. system some of some of that is absolutely magnificent some of yeah. the leaps and the throws and like they the um like super moves especially when you get it where you can take two or three people down quite quickly because they're in close proximity yeah. and that just looks like they're they're images straight from the comic or bits from a movie because people are getting pulled with both um both like uh, uh what do you call them webs and flung right. into each other and and flipped and tied up and yeah it's <laughs> it, it's magnificent they do capture it very very well i think that, that, They've, they've shown a, a decent level of reverence. It's amazing to how it. um how much tone is important yeah. mm-hmm. to any anything like yeah, that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Chazzy. Hello. Well, well well we know what you've been playing. But for the benefit <laughs> yeah. of those who haven't been watching the streams, what you've been playing? So I have been um on an on an un- well unintentional speed run through Mass Effect. Ooh, yeah, one. I still don't understand how um, this has happened. I don't know how this has happened either. But essentially, I thought, oh no, I do as I'll go back through and play Mass Effect on a stream. You know, see, you know, it's been it's been a long time. It's been longer than I my brain has actually realised <laughs> uh, that game. But um, I thought, you know, yeah, let's go back and just see what it was all it's like about. Two thousand and seven, right? That came out. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, and I, it doesn't feel that long ago. But um, I just thought, you know, yeah, we'll go, we'll go back to have a look at it, see what it's all about. It's supposed to have dated. Let's just, you know, and it has dated. Um, but then just started playing through it, and somehow just got caught on mainlining it. And whereas when I very first played it, you're you're looking at every nook and cranny, you're talking to every person, and everyone's giving you a mission. And can you go and find my, you know, lost daughter on this planet? And blah 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 mm. blah. And I just didn't get caught up. This playthrough, I don't know why, I just didn't get caught up in any of that. Yeah. So all I was doing was rushing, like, I was just going to the journal, and the journal doesn't really log a lot of that stuff down. So I was just, right, okay, what's the next story mission? What's the next story mission? Where do I need to go? I had that realisation uh, last Saturday, I think, when I was watching you, yeah. and you were like on Elos, and I was like, what? But then, like, you loaded up your save file and it said like six hours and something other. And I was like, "But Elos is the yeah. last place you go to before the final showdown. How are you? That's it. How are you? Like, now, like, I did. I'd looked at the speed runs, and someone has beaten this game in like less than two hours. It may, <laughs> well, it may yes, an hour, hour and thirty-three. Yeah, an hour and thirty-three minutes. I watched the whole thing. Which is, right, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> which is nuts. And it's which is bonkers. But like, a lot of that is done via. Um, basically if you go to the lift in in the tower um if you crouch down on the right or the left of the lift yeah. this is on the pc save it and then quick uh quick save it and then reload it will spawn you about an inch to the left which spawns you outside the scenery <laughs> right. and then from there you just walk to wherever you want to go so in in theory like uh do you remember when we fought our way through the kind of strip club yeah find, yeah really early on find that yeah yeah really early on well essentially that bit all you do is you just crouch down jump outside the scenery walk straight into that room but then you have to throw a grenade 
into the room while you're outside of um like outside of the bounds mm-hmm. and then just leave it on the floor waiting for him then go down activate the trigger and then set the grenade off and it kills him instantly it just jumps you straight into the room and then you're you've basically taken out about two hours worth of the game mm-hmm. where you're running about like an hour was worth of the game just just in that and um yeah there's just like loads of stuff like that where um, I don't know if you remember watching where we needed to get a key to get the Mako to get onto the ice world and the guy just essentially just glitches straight through, mm. like turns up at that world, glitches straight to the Mako and drives off. <laughs> and it's like that, that like so there's a whole section where you have to fight through some offices and you just don't have to do it. <laughs> just miss it, miss it out completely. It's like whole massive sections where it's just glitching through it. So it'd be interesting to see what the kind of like non-glitch run of that is you know, just completely clean doing run. it legit no hacks no glitches doing it legit no mm. hacks no nothing mm. yeah so but I reckon that's probably I reckon it's in the kind of five hour yeah. range but um, but yeah so anyway so I just I literally mainline the story like from start to finish and um, it's about a seven and a half hour eight hour game if you do that and it's quite dull um, because all that stuff on the main path is all all very you know all very interesting and it kind of shows you the the political struggle and stuff and it's but you don't get any flavor no. of what the citadel no, is and that's, who the people are and what yeah. you know the political unrest that's and, all in like the side missions and the like yeah. there's one very early on where um who are those those aliens that look like sort of weird elephant things that talk very Elcor. slowly yeah the Elcor yeah. Um, there's like a diplomatic dispute between one of those Elcor yeah. characters and another character and there's like you have this really long three way conversation that ends up into uh, ends up spinning off into its own like mini quest line um, and there's lots of things like that that add lots of flavour to the world yeah that you could completely miss if you were just mainlining it um that's where yeah. all the good stuff is. Like it's That's all it, those right. side, those are like really interesting side quests. But it was just fascinating to do this. It's fascinating to do that run, mm-hmm. just to see the the two sides of that game. Like, yeah, the, the, it, it's really interesting that that the main, like the, the actual main drive and narrative of the game is actually quite a tedious little story about just cycles and and things like re, you know dying off and regrowing and um and your part in that but like i say there there is actually not not that much um character in any of that mainline story it's, it's the weirdest thing well you thing. can even reduce it down like further than that like the main storyline is there's this guy called Saren who is bad and you're going to hunt him down and then yeah. you hunt him down and then the game ends yeah, and that, and that is literally <laughs> wow. what happened on, on the stream, right? Yeah, and it and it, it was it honestly was like playing a completely different game, doing it that mm-hmm. way, and and I, it it was just fascinating. Like how, what, how, like I think where did you where would, did all this like beautiful, you know, like you say story? Well, it's it's that's the thing. It's like it's it's uh, Mass Effect One is the closest of the trilogy by a long way to being a traditional Bioware RPG. Like if mm. you were to just mainline. Knights of the Old Republic, it's it's not a it's, you know it's quite an unremarkable story. Yeah. It's all the stories around it that made Knights of the Old Republic 
so yeah. amazing as a whole. Um, and so if you just mainline, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of dull. Um, Mass Effect 2, on the other hand, became more action-oriented. And, like, there's, again, a, a plethora of incredible, like, side stories. But the main mission, the main storyline is a lot yeah. more engaging and a lot more um, exciting, I think. Yeah, yeah. The- but, it's, but it's, yeah, it's just a fascinating little experiment, really, like, that I've sort of fell into by accident. Mm. But, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was it was really good to do it, really good to do it. But yeah, it was it was it was weird though doing the streams and then having like the last stream only be like half an hour because <laughs> <laughs> not realizing that I was only about half an hour from the end, thinking oh I've got a couple of hours left yet, and then just sort of walking to the end and shooting a guy in the face and that was it, mm. like you're done. But yeah, no, it was um it was good to go back to. It was really good going to go back to, but it did make me feel like um I don't know. It did make me feel like. I don't know how that that game got as much love as it did at the time to then get a sequel. Playing if everyone had played it through the way I did, then that game should never have ever got a sequel. There but. would have been people who played it that way, thinking yeah. it was just like a third person action shooter and not realizing yeah. what it was because they hadn't played any other Bioware games. That's it, right? And and it's but. um yeah, but then knowing what like back in the day when I played it and I did like sort of forty hours or whatever, mm. knowing that it's just this like beautifully filled world with all this like amazing story work mm-hmm. you know it's uh yeah it's just just fascinating just just a really really weird little experiment that i sort yeah. of end up being in the middle of but, it's uh, yeah. in the unfortunate position of there being there's more of that stuff there's more like flavor and like conversations and codec mm. entries and side quests and stuff to find in mass effect one than there is in the other two but it's also the one of the trilogy that has aged by far the worst Oh god, yeah. I mean the tech. I mean, Jesus. Like when you when you're looking at stuff, and um, you stood there, and like there's literally low res textures. Mm-hmm. Like when you're looking at the council, and I remember the council being like these like formidable three people, and you know they're they're holograms mainly for like most part, and then you actually look at them now, and they're like all their hoods and stuff are all like pixelated, and you know everyone's a little bit lit weirdly and grainy and. Yeah, you know, there's banding on them and stuff. Like mechanically, it's also kind of oh, it's very clunky. clunky. Yeah, yeah, it's really clunky, Uh, and that was something that I was finding really hard to sort of get my head around, especially like driving the Mako and just. I fucking hate the the, Mako. Like the bounce, like I, I didn't have a problem with it before, and I, I now hate it with a passion. (laughs) It might be because like there's far too many missions. Like they, they put far too many of those missions in the Mm -hmm. in the game. And a lot of those missions, like eventually, I worked out is you can just drive past everything and just get to the cutscene. It's <laughs> the, it's just utterly pointless. It's just filler. But um, yeah, like I say, re- re- like it was really good to go back to it yeah. and just kind of reacquaint myself with it all again. But um, yeah, don't like and don't try and play it on the PC and then add all the mods in the world and then ruin your save <laughs> and then have it have it all die, which is oh, what happened no. to me. So I literally had to play the first three hours again because oh. I thought, oh, no, I can't stand these textures. Might mod that. I can't stand these videos. They're all 720p, up-res those, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, just destroyed my PC version of the game and took the save with it. Oh, man. Oh, that's Sometimes. PC gaming, it's the future. Mm. Have you um, <laughs> yeah. have you played Mass Effect at all, Connor? Right, Um my first Mass Effect game I played was Mass Effect 2. Because uh, it was the one. first one that came out on a PlayStation. Yeah. It is 
amazing. As I've said, I'm not an RPG fan, and I loved it. And I realized why I'm not an RPG fan. I don't like fantasy RPGs. I like sci-fi RPGs. Mm -hmm. It was Babylon 5, the game. It was this rich textured universe with all these different characters all these little sub stories all these little in wars and infighting and relationships and it blew me away did the second one yeah absolutely loved it didn't didn't expect to i'd gone in being a bit dubious my mate had picked it up and he's a massive rpg fan and he didn't like it and i think he approached it in that way that you're saying mm. like with the first game of just going through the main story and he got very bored of it whereas i was getting distracted all the time and going off and mm-hmm. seeing this yeah. little little story developing and going off and dealing with that and scanning planets and finding resource and and doing all that stuff I then went back to Mass Effect 1 when it was finally released and on the PlayStation found it really clunky. And it's the maker stuff that put me off. And I think I maybe got about a third of the way through the game. Mm. I didn't feel it was as um, as well written with the, the different worlds. It made a lot more sense because when you played the first one the second time... Um, Oh, the the second one, the first time, it gave you like a. This is your decisions you've not made in Mass Effect One. Yeah. So, yeah. what would you like these decisions to be? There and was um, like, oh, an interactive comic that you could do. That on, was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So it was a bit like, well, I don't really know what impacts any of these decisions are going to mean. Yeah, because like, it, it asks you like, uh, which one of these characters did you let die on Geonosis or not Geonosis? <laughs> that's from Star Wars. Yeah, uh, whatever the planet's called. Um, and it's like if you haven't played it, you're like, uh, I guess this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah you've got no investment or anything. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. So, but I liked the idea of then going into the third one where it carried over your decisions from the second one into the third one. Yeah, uh, because there was mistakes I'd made in the second one that I wanted to see how bad they were going to cause me for the third one. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really, really, I found the world, ri- the universe, very rich. I found it visually quite, quite nice. I liked the action side to it. Um, but I, I was I was impressed with the second one. The first mm. one, uh, I think, had I played the first one, had I had an Xbox or had a PC and played the first one and evolved through it, I'd have probably had a, a different opinion of it. I think mm. having started with the second one um, and being yeah, going blown back away by it. Hard. Oh, it's yeah. hard to go back to the first one after the second. It's, I've got very fond memories of it, but I don't dare go back and play it again. Because I made that mistake recently with Assassin's Creed 2, and I went from <laughs> having very fond memories of that game to absolutely hating it. So um, I don't dare go back mm. and play that one again. I think um, that's a good idea, man. <laughs> and two, a two is just so good. Like three, I I still think three is incredible as well, yeah. even though it kind of like stumbles if- over the finish line. But two. I, even if you just completely, even if you discount all of the amazing side missions and just boil it down to just what the basic storyline, it's like you're traveling the galaxy, assembling this team of like rejects and yeah, it's, uh, it's misfits the, to know, like go on a suicide mission. It's, it's a like, dirty dozen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just fucking cool. And it's got like two of my favorite characters in the entire franchise are only really in two, um, Thane and Thane. and Legion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but what it's done, what it was also this like sort of a streaming it, um, it, it makes you play in a different way. I think I don't know if you've noticed that, Mark, like the way you'd play does sort of because you're trying mm-hmm. to play it as a piece of entertainment, but also yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I think that was part of me rushing through it, but also, um, I just wanted to, it's made. Mass Effect, like what I've played of the start of Mass Effect Andromeda, that has now actually gone up in my estimations. So it's kind of made me want to play that now and maybe run that through to completion at some point. And, um, you know, actually compare it against my experience with one and go, actually, is this any worse than one? Because I've got to say, like, I, I think this might actually be better. So, um, yeah, it's going to kind of, yeah, make me re reevaluate my list of, uh, Mass Effect game, so yeah, hopefully, um, maybe that'll come to a stream near you. But I'll be, um, I think I'll be streaming Vanquish next. That's what's won the poll. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was, nice. I was surprised by Vanquish. I wasn't expecting to to enjoy Vanquish, and I, I did. Yeah. Did I'm you go in thinking it was just going to be uh, like Gears of War, like third person shooter? Yeah, so that's what I'm going in with it. I know, I know, there's a bit of sliding about, and I know I've looked at the control menu, and it it's like very Gears of War. And that's it. So, like, don't you spoil should, it too I'm much, not going to spoil yeah. it, but you should automatically know by the fact that it's made by Platinum that it's not going to yeah, be exactly. a run-of-the-mill third-person shooter because Platinum don't it. do anything run-of-the-mill. No. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to playing this. Yeah, man. Yeah. This yeah. is something a bit more knockabout. So, yeah. So, you never be played it before? Never. I have to, oh, man, I'm so jealous. Well, this is Being the able thing, to play right? that so, completely fresh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I'm a big fan of, like, Binary Domain. Yeah. So like that kind of weird quirky shooter is right up my alley. So I'm 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 really looking forward to that. Hmm. So yeah, no, I can't wait. Cannot nice. wait. Yeah. Um, shall I run through what I've been playing on stream? Yeah, man. Um Do right, it. so it's been a while. Um I played through over the course of like three weeks worth of streaming, three or four weeks worth of streaming, all yeah. of um Journey to the Savage Planet, which is a sort of no Man's Sky style planetary exploration game, but it's 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 not like procedural. It's all curated. You play an explorer from the world's fourth best um, <laughs> planetary exploration company, um, and you get you crash land on this planet, and you have to try and like originally you're trying to just find like fuel to be able to take off and return back to earth um but like the storyline spins out a little bit more as you start investigating the planet and realize that you're not the first thing sentient being to have stepped foot on that planet um but the way it's presented is really quirky um all of your um briefings that come back from the head of this scientific company it's all fmv and all of the and there's like these like future late stage capitalism mm. style um humorous adverts but they all look like they could have come straight from an episode of um tim and eric's awesome show like it's it's very very that it sort of humor kitsch, doesn't it yeah it's very very that sort of humor um the it's it's very bright it's very colorful it's very wacky um it's on the whole a genuinely good game but it has some shortcomings that by the end of it, I got made me incredibly frustrated. If anyone watched that final stream of yeah. me against the final boss where I nearly 
just gave up. You nearly, you nearly jacked it in. I nearly gave uh, up. You actually said the words, "Right, <laughs> like, this is the last run, and I'm, I'm giving up on this." Like, I, I just don't want to do it. And yeah. then I think you gave it like another two or three more, and yeah, then you and I did it. Yeah, yeah. And I never felt so relieved before. Um, yeah, it's the, the game does everything. There's so many things so well, and it does it does like two. It does it does two things not so good. One of them is first person platforming, but it's fine, and there's not too much of it, and it's not that frustrating. The other thing it doesn't do particularly well is shooting, and oh boy, it makes you do a lot of shooting, especially towards the end. Um, and it also has a problem of not knowing when a boss fight is done is done yeah. and so it makes it go on for way too like that the, the the fight against like that weird snuffleupagus thing yeah um that went on far too long and then there was the fight with the um it's almost as though they thought do you know what we, we've got this boss fight mm-hmm. and we've got some mechanics but we can't think of enough mechanics for the third stage so we just so make let's it do just, it again yeah, yeah, let's just rotate the second stage again. Yeah, but if only there were only three stages to these boss fights, but there's not. Yeah. There's usually like five stages, and it's always the same stuff. They just add more enemies or more, you know, yeah, stuff in. Take away a platform or and know, it's something. it's a real shame because the stuff that it does well, it does so well, um, especially for like a small. This is definitely one of those like double A games made by a small studio. Mm. Um, but it's that thing of like where we were talking about Spider-Man where it, it makes you feel like a superhero. It makes you feel like you can do anything. This basically lets you run around the world and have fun and then gets you to a boss fight and says, you can't do anything. You're nothing. You're you're weak and pitiful. You're a real bad this. shot. <laughs> yeah, and you're a bad yeah. shot. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's just the weirdest like right turn. Yeah. It sounds like Peter Jackson's directed the boss fights and he didn't know when to stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, that's, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would still recommend that people play it, um, especially mm. as it's on Game Pass. So, you know, why not? That's like why I, say, I played the, it, because it was on Game Pass. The way Pass. it looks, the kitschy humor, mm. all of that stuff is, is great. But like you say, it's just like I could... Like you say, I could just see you getting more and more frustrated every oh. time you got to a boss. Boss, it was like, mm. oh, I, could, I could. If I wasn't doing this on stream, I would. I'd have packed this in a long time. The ago. first <laughs> one wasn't too bad, but then it just went downhill from there. And it's it's yeah. just a shame. It's just because like towards the end, it packs a lot of that stuff in in the short short space of time. You end up doing mm. spending a lot of like the final parts of that game shooting stuff, which is the one area that it does worst like it, the shooting's really not very good um and they should have known that really and to like lean on it so much um yeah it's kind of difficult because there are there's a handful of shooters out there that are incredibly tight your, your destinies your doom your call of duty and then anything else kind of feels a bit subpar off yeah um so yeah, it, it, it's that aspect of it was a, kind of spoiled the overall experience, but it's still worth checking out because it's it's quirky, it's quirky and quirky, and the humor is. I mean, I, I had some genuine laugh out loud moments playing that mm. game, um, which which you know, video games, comedy video games sometimes struggle to actually do. Um, so it's worth checking out as long as it's up on Game Pass. And you've got a Game Pass subscription, then check it out for free. Why not? Um, 
Uh, and then when I finished that, I put out a poll on Twitter and the, the result came back that people wanted to watch me play through Observation. Um, so mm. I've had one session of that. I played about two, two and a half hours of it. And wow, what a game. Yeah. Um, I've played a lot of like these walking simulator games based on a space station where something's gone wrong um and you're trying to figure it out or like alien isolation where it's like a first person survival horror thing set on a space station one of the common themes in all of those games is you're being guided through by some sort of ai that may or may not be malevolent um and the interesting twist in observation is that you are the you play the ai um, yeah, you're the ship's yeah. computer, right? Yes, you're the ship's computer, Sam. So this is this space station called the Observation. Um, something has happened. There is seemingly only one member of crew left, um, Fisher, uh, and you're guiding her through the space station. But you're also she's s- talking to you like Siri, right? So it'll be things like Sam. I need to open this door. Can you do such and such? And yeah, that's your your cue to get working and so the whole thing is like you can you have like system uh ui view of the whole ship and all of its systems most of them because something's happened a lot of the systems are broken and you move around the different sections of the space station uh like you zoom like in the in like the ui system you select a pod and then you can zoom between the different cameras fixed cameras in that station and look around and then you can from those cameras connect to various control panels and door locks and stuff yeah and then go in and and like make changes and whatnot open vents to put out a fire or whatever um but it's also it's 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 it manages to mostly get around the problem of you're playing a an AI, but you're not an AI. You're a you're a you know fleshy dum dum who can't work out things very quickly. <laughs> um, by having something is wrong with Sam as well. So early on in the game, you find out the observation is not up, you know, orbiting above Earth like it's supposed to be. It's somewhere else, and. Uh, Sam realizes that he it is responsible for bringing the sh- the station where it is, but doesn't know why because something's wrong with his memory and some of his systems. And so you spend quite a lot of the beginning of the game learning how to operate hey. yeah. and like learning how to repair your systems. Um, and there's something else going i don't want to say too much because i want to spoil anything for people who want to check it out and i highly recommend that people go and check this game out because it's oh it's um it's got a level of uh, graphical fidelity that i've only ever seen in kind of kojima games yeah Um, i mean it's it's got some problems with like it's obviously made by a very small studio uh, again and like when you see sam i know fisher sorry up close her facial animations are a bit um off she's got very dead eyes <laughs> very uncanny very uncanny valley yeah but. it's a bit weird but everything else is done through like um like the 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 computer graphics are very you know like the, the studio that worked on it the studio that made it did support work for alien isolation and you know how they made they they spent a lot of time in that game well obviously the development of that game making it look like the computers back in 1979 when Alien came out. Um, right. So it's kind of like that. 
So um, imagine they've done that, but with like the way NASA uses their UI and their and what their cameras look like. Yeah. So the cameras and... are fuzzy. Um, the UI is uh, the, the 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 individual computer applications that you're going into are very like MS DOS. Um, <laughs> it's it's the presentation is incredible. The the mood like the 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 uh, the atmosphere is mm. very very. 2001 with an uh, with an element of horror yeah, moon yeah like, there's a bit there's of moon, a bit in, moon there. in there as yeah. well yeah. yeah um voice acting is incredible uh i'm only two two and a half hours in so far and i don't want to say anything about the story but it i'm absolutely hooked yeah one of the best voiced ai's i think i've ever heard oh yes okay. sam's sam's voice is great um uh the i will say it is it does not hold your hand and the puzzles are almost off the bat very very obscure like yeah. we str- <laughs> I, I struggled a little bit like if i hadn't had help from from like chazzy and other people in the chat like i think i would have struggled to get as far as i did in that section in that space of time because like there'll be like um it throws all, and the thing is, it's not just throwing like, oh, right, we've got six different types of puzzle, and here we go, and we're just going to use those in different and mm-hmm. unique ways. No, it's like every single puzzle is completely unique to that system, yep, and completely unfathomable from the start, and you've just got to keep <laughs> banging your head against it and trying to work out the logic of that particular puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like, is what that, was that one with the gas? Is that deliberate because oh, of yeah, the, the AI not knowing how it's supposed to no, work? No, it's more in that, that you are on a space station and a space station has many different systems. It's also a so space station are. with a European component, a Russian component, a Chinese component. And so <laughs> the different systems right. have different operating, like... Uh, the, yeah, the different OSs and ethoses, right? Yeah, and like so, there is like a particular type of puzzle that you use to unlock the doors, um, right? And that's just one particular straightforward type of puzzle, and those are the only puzzles you come across to open the doors. But as like for instance, what we found out on one of them, you have to find this um, sort of blueprint for like patterns that you have to draw out in the circuitry to be able to open unlock the door. Uh, and we found you know, we were looking for one, and the file was corrupted. So you only had the bottom half of the of the the blueprint, so you couldn't work okay. out any of the patterns to be able to unlock the door. And then after looking around for ages, we found that one of the crew had drawn the top half of the blueprint on a piece of paper and stuck it on a like a post-it note behind one of the computers. So you had to zoom in, <laughs> scan that, and then go into Sam's memory and combine the two documents together so that you had the blueprint to okay. be able to unlock that door. But that's just for unlocking the doors, and then all the other systems, like turning on like the the tr- the crew tracking systems, um, the the uh, the systems to be able to open and close the airlocks in particular areas, the systems for like opening and closing vents to put out a fire or something like that. All of them use completely right. different systems with like these with their own <laughs> unique types of puzzle. Uh, so it's a real head scratcher. Um, but yeah, I I think it's it's one of the more most interesting games I've I've played in a long time. Um, it certainly certainly sounds a lot more interesting than your bog standard walking simulator. Yes, yes, it, it certainly is. feels like, like it's got a lot more depth to it. it. Sounds like it's a bit more like The Witness rather than, but with a story rather than just a lot of collection of puzzles. Yes, it exactly. Like there's that. there's exactly something that. going yeah. on. Um, yeah. 
I mean, imagine if it was witnessed, but you were doing everything through a CCTV system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, the way you started talking about that kind of made me think of Republic, that kind of be observing it through like right, CCTV yeah. and trying to get something done, but from a distance. So you've not got the direct control. You can only kind of prompt yeah. and try and solve that way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah I, so, I mean, I was watching that stream and I was absolutely like, I want to play this, mm-hmm. but then I also want to sort of, as much as I want to play this, I want to watch it along with you. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to do these puzzles. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, like, I don't, you'll never have an army of people behind you telling, like, helping you and trying to figure it out. No. Or banging your head against it. Like, if you're just doing that on your own, that's like, yeah. You know, Mensa levels of stuff some, at some point. And I, I know that it's it's already been teasing it that something spoopy is going to happen at some point. And I really do not do well with like horror in video games. Um, <laughs> so when whenever the, the if the jump scares come out, then um, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Because like going back to Alien Isolation, that is a game that I only ever managed to play. Uh, in like 15 maybe 20 minute chunks and then i had to stop because i thought i was gonna have a panic attack Um, (laughs) and that was just from the general atmosphere of like i know something bad is gonna happen it hasn't happened yet but i know it's gonna happen and i can't handle it (laughs) so i don't know um hopefully it's not gonna be too much of that in observation but um just as a premise it is absolutely fantastic it's it's definitely definitely gave me like big moon vibes so yeah uh, i'm gonna watch that film again that's um, an awesome film yeah. yeah um but the only other game i've been playing on stream um i streamed two hours of ghost of tsushima on friday Ooh, how's that it's very good it's very good um it's not perfect uh it is a it feels in terms of gameplay, like an open world game from, I don't know, five years ago. An open world game from before Breath of the Wild. Let's say that. Um, okay. Uh, most open world games since Breath of the Wild have been like, oh, shit, we've got to raise our game a bit now. And most of them have to lesser or greater extents. Um, Red Dead 2 went way too far in the other, in the other direction and added systems upon <laughs> systems upon systems to the point where it wasn't fun anymore. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima doesn't have that much of that. There's like, there's a handful of different types of collectibles to do, um, and you'll find like, I don't know, vanity clothing items dotted around here and there. And there's like a few secrets to find, but mostly it's just like missions, side missions, um, these epic law stories that give you like particular piece of equipment or, or unlock new moves um and then like bases to clear out um so basically the premise of it is um you play this guy jin sakai i think his name is who's like a, a young samurai on the island of tsushima back in like the 1200s and the mongols invade um which is what really happened in history uh, but none of the characters in it are real people. Um, and it's the, the invasion has been led by Khotun Khan, who's the cousin of Kublai Khan, who was the grandson of Genghis Khan. And um, 
shit goes south real soon uh, and you're one of the like last remaining samurai left on this island and you have to work through a bunch of missions recruit people to put together a force to overthrow the Koton Khan and rescue Jin's uncle and try and push the Mongols off the island that's just the basic premise of it um but it's it it is basically the Assassin's Creed game in feudal Japan that everybody wanted but we never got um, oh, okay and it's but without all the kind of animus stuff and all the other stuff that no, plays it down, none of that nonsense Assassin's Creed absolutely yeah none of that nonsense at all um it's an incredibly clean game in that um there is nothing on the HUD at all uh, apart from when you're in combat you'll have like your health bar will be in the bottom left of the screen um and when you select like a new mission or something like that, like your objective will pop up on the left of the screen for a short while mm. and then it will disappear. There's no mini map. There's no map markers or anything like that. It's a thing called the guiding wind. So when you select a, an objective, of like a waypoint on the big, on the actual map, which is presented in beautiful, like black and white watercolor paint strokes, like old Japanese art, um, yeah, yeah. the wind will start blowing in that direction. So you basically just follow the wind to your next objective point, which is just that's very clever. Such a very like yeah, yeah it's, it's so it's so subtle, subtle yeah 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 it's so yeah so intuitive at the same time. It's 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 lovely exactly like, what you were doing yeah yeah. Um, the combat is um, kind of reminiscent of it's so it's kind of like halfway between Sekiro and Neo. So it's got like the perfect parrying system and the like these moves you can block, these moves you can't, and you have to dodge system of Sekiro, but it has like the different stances from Neo. Um but it also cool. looks way more arcadey than Sekiro ever was. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the window um of uh, for your perfect parries is a lot wider than it is in Sekiro, so you don't have to be quite so precise. I mean I still miss it fairly regularly, but you don't have to be quite as precise as you did in Sekiro to get those perfect parries off. Mm-hmm. Um and like enemies have kind of like a block meter that you have to wear down before you can do damage to them, kind of like in Sekiro. There's little elements of that, there's elements of Neo in there and whatnot. But it is uh, unsurprisingly considering that Sucker Punch made Infamous Second Son, which was the first truly stunning first party game on PlayStation 4. Um, That's why I bought a PS4. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now this is the last game by them on the play it's probably the last you know uh playstation 4 Big first exclusive. exclusive and yeah, it yeah. is one of the prettiest games i have ever played um not ju- and not just like in terms of like graphical fidelity because i'm like naughty dog games have probably you know more graphical fidelity yeah, but in terms of like the yeah but in, in terms of like the art direction so they are absolutely unashamed in the fact that they love the films of Akira Kurosawa. There is a mode, a graphical mode called Kurosawa mode, which puts <laughs> the game in black and white with an old timey, like, you know, crackly screen filter. Film grin and but stuff. it also like narrows the audio down to what it was like in like the 1950s or 1940s or whenever. Um, so you get like a weird mono channel kind of yeah. audio. Yes. Yeah. On it. It's basically like playing Rashomon. Um, which is kind of incredible, but I've turned that off just because the game is so 
so yeah, I mean, stunning. the lighting is just ridiculous. Yeah, the lighting, the particle effects when you're walking through a forest and like the cherry blossoms falling around you, or at night and all the the fireflies are out. It's it's uh, absolutely. It's just the the art direction is absolutely stunning. It's mm. it's not the most graphically like. Um, yeah, yeah, not the highest level of graphical fidelity we've ever seen in a console game. That was probably Uncharted Four, um, but it's yeah, uh, it's absolutely stunning. It's it's uh, a lot of the criticisms that I've seen in reviews are like, there's just not a lot to it, and it's like, no, there isn't a lot to it. But that's kind of fine, in my opinion. Is that kind of the point of it? Are you like a last samurai type thing going around? Basically, is, yeah. Or is it a bit more Ninja Gaiden-esque? Well, no, though you can either like when you when you approach uh, like an enemy encampment, you can go in stealthily. Uh, early on, you recruit. So a guy it's got who, kind of a stenshu, a tenshu stealth assassin. Yeah, kind but it's of kind of like well, a rudimentary then. stealth system. Like you, like uh, you can like do aerial assassinations, and you can sneak up behind guys and stab them. But your character's not right. really like there's not a huge amount of systems in there and that kind of thematically makes sense because very early on the character's yeah. not happy with the idea of having to kill people stealthily because he's grown up with the the it's samurai code right? it is dishonorable to stab right. someone in the back you face them um yeah so the other the other option is that you that's can clever walk that's up a good the... way of saying we're not gonna we're not gonna make you do loads of stealth yeah essentially it's this battle between this guy uh, in this guy's psyche between do, uh, do I follow the samurai code and be honourable, or do I turn myself into a dishonourable ninja? Yeah, and kind of he needs to reconcile that. Yeah, right. Um, okay, that's so. That the other option is like you then. can say walk up to a Mongol encampment and you can challenge them, basically, and then you get the, like this little mini game thing where the the lead enemy will walk up to you and you hold down the triangle button and he's got like his hand on his sword. And you wait until the last minute that they're going to strike, and then you release the triangle, and he just does like the, I don't know what it's called, the attack when you draw the sword and attack at the same time, um, yeah. and just slices the fool. And like someone, um, a friend Dave on, the, he was watching the in, in the chat said that like when he was watching it, he ended up buying it after watching me play it because he'd seen a few other streams as well, and he said like it's kind of fine that there's not a huge amount to it because. It's just nice to stand in pretty fields and slice some lads. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what that, it does, and it line. does it really yeah. well. Um, I just like I just that, love and the that. fact that like, the characters are all really good yeah. as well. Oh yeah, but it's it's quite weird that obviously it's like you say it's been quite slavish to the Kurosawa thing of like mm-hmm. everyone's a little mm-hmm. bit stilted and a little bit kind of like there's lots of pauses and you know looks out to fields and. You know, looks away off camera and stuff, and it's very moody. Very yeah. moody, yeah. And like, but then there's like the at the beginning and every, the end of every mission, there's like that title screen. You get it for the name of the mission. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is just pure Kurosawa. Um, it's it's kind of incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's got some flaws. Um, because it was made by a Western studio, like the 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 cast is is all um, it's it's completely Asian cast, but it was made in the West by a western studio motion captured in english so if you play it with the japanese audio the voices don't match up with the lips so it's like the reverse, reverse. problem with your usual like, <laughs> reverse dubbing dub. issue with yeah. yeah reverse dub issue which is kind of a shame because i always i would have absolutely played this game in japanese with the japanese audio but the God, can you imagine how much that would have cost to then recap re all of the characters and the size of the game 
the actual size of the file because of yeah, all the, yeah. the bits that were redone with the the Japanese mocap. I, I can, it would be I lovely. Can, I get but why man, they did it be because it's a big Western game by a Western studio, and it has to appeal to a large Western audience. Um, but uh, it, I, I, I wish they'd taken the risk of recording all of the audio and motion capturing all the audio in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the Mongolian characters, apart from when they're talking directly to the Japanese characters, they all speak. Oh, I presume is Mongolian. They're not speaking. Georgia. They don't. They, they speak a different language. They're <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of incredible. It's not a perfect game, but uh, a lot of the flaws that people have pointed out, I don't really see as flaws because I didn't need another massive open world game with a hundred and one different types of side missions and whatnot. I just wanted a big. Straight rendition of feudal era Japan and a good solid combat system and lots of lads to slice. <laughs> and it's got all of that. Nice. So it's a winner in my book. Um, that sounds really so good. I'm really looking forward to playing some more of that. But uh yeah, that's about that's about it. That's about all I've been nice. playing, really. Nice. What we got coming up? Uh we got is... Nick playing uh Deus Ex. Yeah. Uh, you have obviously. I'll you be playing, playing Observation on Wednesday. Yeah. I'm obviously um, vanquished. Uh, Andy's playing Doom sixty four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's playing Doom sixty four in, 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 in the wee small hours. Yeah, I've twice I've fallen asleep to that, and I feel so guilty. I'm sitting there watching, yeah, I mean, sitting there watching it, but it's like he starts at eleven, mm-hmm. and then by about half eleven, I've gone, and I wake up, and like the streams just like shut off. Yeah. But um, it's 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 still it's it's good fun to watch. Like that game is, uh, um, it, it's well, it's something. <laughs> it's definitely. Do you know doomed. what? It's, it makes me. It may really makes me motion sick. Really, it, it's so fluid, and it moves mm. so quickly that it actually does make me feel a little bit queasy. Yeah. It's, it's really weird because it. Um, it just makes me really nostalgic for those old say, like, yeah, but it's just got like first-person shooters. Like the bob is is really off. Like the like mm. the, the the camera doesn't move. The arms do, and I think that's the bit that is <laughs> making me feel ill. Is that yeah. like, you know you're so used to now that the camera moving and bobbing around and yeah, it's just literally you're. It feels like you're just moving a box through a, an environment at mm. a high speed. And with those low res textures as well, it just yeah, it just makes me feel really, really, really queasy. I've been really enjoying it because it's just like taking a warm yeah. bath in nostalgia. That's like it. every time you hear like the sound of that shotgun, shotgun or yeah. the enemies getting shot or yeah, the, 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 the two frames opening. of animation when it like you know it's like yeah. shoot trigger animation two uh yeah oh that's it yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, super nostalgic about that. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're doing anything next Friday. GT Sport. Are we doing more GT Sport next yeah, Friday? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been All practicing. Right. And then at some point in the not-too-distant future, hopefully we should have another fortnightly fisticuff stream, eh, Connor? Hopefully. I think we were planning on doing the first injustice. I think that was our Oh, one yeah, because yeah, we never, we never played that, did we? The first one. No, that was no, on cause... PS Plus like a million years ago. Yeah, I think that we didn't do it because my old fight stick weren't compatible with it. And at the time, we were kind of trying to kind of stick to ones where my fight stick could work with. Um, yeah. And then since I've got a 
newer fight stick, I've, we've been able to go back and revisit a few of the ones. Um, and that was yeah. one we never played the first time through. We'd played the second one, didn't we? We had a good, we had a good we night stream in the second one. one. Yeah. Um, and I've been back recently and streamed the the story of the the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think it's rather good. I don't think it's as good as the second one, but I think it's no. it's quite good. I think that. Because the the PS4 version still uses the PS3's like FMV sequences, so you see a sort of drop in fidelity because the <laughs> the in-game stuff's all been kind of given a bit of a, a PS4 polish, whereas the the cutscenes are all a bit like oh yeah, you can see there's a bit of a gr- yeah. graphical drop. Um, but yeah, it was it was still a very very solid fighting game, and going back mm-hmm. and remembering how to do some of the combos that. I hadn't probably done for about five years and doing them on a yeah. stick, which I'd only ever done on a pad and finding <laughs> actually the stuff I can remember from Injustice 2 that works mm. within this. It's like, okay, this is this is pretty good. So yeah, I'm interested to see how we, we do as uh, fighting against each other on that, especially as there's a lot of different fighters in that in comparison to Injustice 2. Yeah. I think that I pr- probably prefer the roster for Injustice 2, but there's definitely some of the characters in in Injustice that that will make quite interesting interesting fights. So it'd be it'd be quite nice to to have a crack on that. Yeah, and then there's a few other fighting games that we should revisit that you had to play on pad before because they didn't have legacy support. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I don't. I wouldn't mind going back and doing uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which yeah, it's a bit crap, but. I think it's, it had it's some right. potential. I think there, there definitely was was some potential for it to, to be okay if you ignore some uh, of the really I shockingly watching, bad um, characters. I was watching a video of Maximilian Dude talking about it a while ago, mm. and he was saying like, "Yes, it's like the roster's kind of crap, and it leans it it relies too heavily on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they cut out like all of the X Men and." like a bunch of the cool characters and like some of the more interesting characters from the Capcom side are missing and blah, 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 blah. But like the meat and potatoes fighting of it is still really good. It is, but I couldn't really fully understand how the Infinity Stones kind of work properly. And it, it's uh, one of those yeah, ones that yeah. the story is utter bobbins. And I streamed the first play through the story and it is, it's utter garbage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely the the fighting I think had potential. Uh, I don't think it's quite got the same craziness of Marvel uh, Marvel Three, which no. is just Marvel versus Capcom Three is just insane. Well, when UMBC Three came out, the the MCU wasn't really a thing. Yeah, so they could do whatever the hell they wanted. Yeah, you know, um, they could chuck in the most obscure Marvel characters they could think of. Because there wasn't a cinematic universe that they had to pander to, yeah, yeah, so, um, and yeah, it was just a little bit more wacky and just a bit more comic book, I guess. Yeah, you know, uh, I think especially we, in the presentation, we definitely need to go back to Dead or Alive for yep. Dead or Alive four, no, Dead or Alive six. Which Dead or Alive was it? It was yeah, the free version anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, the free um, one because that was a good character. laugh. We actually had a really good laugh on that. Especially we when did. we ended up fighting against um, that random that came in and properly showed oh, us how to play the, the game. Floor with us. <laughs> yeah. we, we've just been having some friendly bashes, haven't we? And uh, yeah. trying to work out how to do some of the moves. And then we'd, so we just end up with a random. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's a lot better than we are. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, there's a few we need to go back to. Um, I've still got uh, Blaze Blue, Chronophantasm, something extend. Oh, I think I still need to pick that up. I'll try and find yeah. a, a physical copy so of that. That'll probably be on sale again next time they have yeah. a big in Japan sale, which happens fairly regularly. But yeah, 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 yeah. We've got a few need to go back to, but yeah, we'll try and get on um, the first injustice again soon. I'm now trying to decide what to play since I've just played two like big epic kind of story games. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work out what to do as a, a palate cleanser, and I'm wondering if either of you two could probably give me some options. I've got got a few that are sat in my backlog as as with a lot of laps gamers we buy games and just stare at them and yeah. don't play them um so i've picked up the second telltale season of batman which i quite enjoyed the first one mm-hmm. quite tempted by that mm-hmm. i'm thinking more fmv kind of story bit kind of lazy well, kind of tried, games um, erica yeah oh that was, was on that PS was plus this month that was another one. I've I've got Erica. I've got um, yeah. I've got a load of the ones by that Welsh company, the Welsh games company. That so uh, I've got Bunker, um, Doctor Munro's something or other. Um, so I've got the the three of them. Uh, I can't remember what the other one is. But I've got those. I've got um, the Android one beyond. No, become human. Detroit become human. Detroit still become got, yes, that's still got that a, to play. An interest that was the uh, it was the first time I genuinely, well, genuinely, mostly enjoyed a Quantic <laughs> Dream game. Two thirds of that game are really good. Oh, that's. I I hope it's the latter two thirds. No, no, it's it's, it's, gonna be it's very not like uh, there are three there are three storylines running through it. Three characters. Right. Two of them are great. One of them. Not so much. <laughs> I, I killed my namesake off in the demo on that, so um, I, I'm kind of a bit concerned as, as to playing it again and killing my, my namesake off. But it's one that I'm very tempted to do as a stream. But I'm thinking... Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be a good stream. A little yeah, bit, yeah. a little bit... Because I quite like with Quantic Dream. I don't tend to go back and redo them. At, and mm-hmm. a bit like the Telltale games, I do my playthrough, so I get yeah. my story. I'm not really interested in going back and... and going back and collecting everything. I've been tempted to go back and do all of the other Quantic Dream games again. Um, but I'm like, like do I really want to? Whereas I quite fancy, quite fancy Detroit. And I've I've had that for ages. Mm. So yeah. I've got lo- all like the PlayStation Plus stuff for months. So there's loads of stuff there, but I don't, I don't really fancy a first person shooter. Yeah, no. I don't really fancy another massive open world. I've got Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, sat there, Oof. maybe the, something like a like telling lies or an Oprah Din or something like that. Mm. Might be a quite like so, sort of slightly more puzzly cerebral. Yeah, 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 something something that's that's not that doesn't require too much action. I think something that yeah, cerebral's definitely yeah. kind of that idea. So, and I think something with with a narrative that doesn't require me to work too hard to get through it either. Right. Yeah. I think that's also kind of the that's why I'm thinking FMVs. I've got. A couple of old FMVs. I've got Night Trap and um, Corpse Killer and Double Switch that oh, wow. uh, I've got sat there. So I, I'm very tempted to go back and see how badly those uh, Sega CD games actually have aged. Um, <laughs> very I think it's going to be shockingly yeah. <laughs> bad. But I've never played them as a kid. They were, no. they were games that I lusted after. I wanted a Sega CD when I was, I was a teenager. It's when, it's when you um, realise that like sort of is it 360p or 480p is like tiny 
yeah. <laughs> tiny, tiny. <laughs> like, it's like even I was looking at 720p like videos on Mass Effect, and I was like recoiling in horror, you know, <laughs> making a cross sign. But like, yeah. So yeah, going back to something like Night Trap, like without it being remastered, I, I think I'd lose my mind. <laughs> Well, I think yeah. I think the release that was done for the PS4, I think, was like semi remastered. Yeah. I think it was like Light rebuilt was, yeah. using using all of the old stock footage yeah. and then and then redone. I don't know about Double Switch or Corpse Killer. I've got a feeling they were kind of remastered as well. Um, but yeah, and I'm I'm tempted, and I, mm. but I, I'm not sure whether whether I'm going to put start it and go. Oh my god, this is utterly dreadful. What the hell am I doing? Mm. Um, but maybe maybe that would be an interesting way to then play the more modern ones like Erica or the Bunker, yeah. um, and see see as kind of a, a compare and contrast. So I'm unsure. Yeah, I, I I don't have a huge history with FMV games. I do really really want to play Erica. I I would recommend playing through Detroit though, just because I really want to talk to you about it <laughs> I'll tell you what actually it would be would be a good couple of games if you've never played them for is obviously Oxen Free and um, the, oh uh, yes an after party which mm. is on um, Game Pass at the moment because my, both made by the same team but yeah they they are two games that I would thoroughly recommend as kind of Oxen Free I'd had very good things about yeah, yeah. that's, o- that's o- definitely yeah. something Oxen Free I'd like, thoroughly recommend for that kind of thing where you have, you have, there's not too much action. It is just like sort of, it's not a point and click adventure. You do move yourself around with the sticks and stuff, but it's definitely in the wheelhouse of a point and click. Yeah, adventure, that's it. Yeah. But is it kind of a bit like broken, uh, broken age and like those ones? It's yeah, broken kind age is quite kind uh, of. Yeah. It's click, like, it's it? not like one of those traditional point and click adventures where it's like, you have to basically pixel hunt to find a particular yeah. object to combine two things together that you'd never thought would go together to be able to solve this obscure puzzle. Yeah. You haven't it's got more... the chicken and the pulley, right? The rubber chicken and the pulley. It's not that kind of thing. It's... Yeah. It's a <laughs> sort of weird, almost like twin peaks esque ghost story thing set on a, Ooh, on t- an island. Teens on an island. Think, yeah. Things happen. Uh, but it's the, the conversation like, system, isn't it? That, yeah, that's, that's the remarkable thing yeah. about it. Yeah, because it it it's interruptible, and yeah. um, it will sort of allow for your interruptions. And rather than having a sort of renegade paragon, like go for the good thing, go for the bad thing, you can actually interrupt and get the bad. You know, you don't get all the information, or you can let the conversation oh. play out, and it kind of peters out and becomes a bit awkward. And <laughs> it's yeah the way I'd, I'd love to know how much dialogue they recorded for that game because the way the conversations flow yeah, is the most beautiful. it's the most natural i've seen conversations where you have dialogue choices in a game usually oh, so right like okay one character speaks sentence ends make your choice next character yeah. speaks sentence ends and the whole thing but in oxen free everything like flows together you get in a the way op- you get like, the options as the conversation is building and you get to choose yeah. when to interject with that point mm-hmm. and it completely oh, yeah. changes how that how the person the other person reacts to it yeah you're not just like waiting for character a to finish speaking before you make your dialogue choice yeah. it's like you can speak up whenever you want um and but then the characters like sometimes they'll just let their conversation that their like thought train drift off end yeah sometimes they'll like 
respond to what you said and then come back to what they were saying but in a like a way that they were like anyway back to what i was saying or like before you interrupted me and then carry on talking the way yeah it's 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 insane how that conversation system works it's especially for an indie team mm-hmm. um and it, I, uh, aside from that it's just a really good sort it's of a great like, story yeah like um, i played that spooky, through in, yeah i played like, that through in two sittings and i finished it at two in the morning Mm. and finishing that game at two in the morning in the dark is definitely the way to finish that game because <laughs> yes. it just yeah, it hits you in in ways that you just think oh god like that that game the end of that game still sits with me now and it, it's yeah mm. I, one day i'll get to talk to someone about it but yeah it affected me in in ways not in a, yeah. you know yeah i'll leave it at that but definitely play it it's wicked <laughs> yeah excellent so that gives you a good few choices to check out yeah man yeah definitely um yeah so we'll be streaming again from tonight as you hear this through the rest of the week uh over at um twitch.tv forward slash lapsed gamer um connor where can people find you you can find me on twitter at vdjomb and if you search on youtube you can find me there too um yeah there's loads of videos i've done up on there i'm not as active on twitter as i have been previously mm-hmm. uh, but i am off work for the next two weeks uh, um within child caring i will probably be um tweeting more because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not having to to deal with work uh so yeah so uh, i may be a bit more active there um and with being off work for two weeks it's uh and start the school holidays it's a good time to to play some uh, family games uh, yeah uh, it'll be a matter of going back and playing a lot of potentially older retro games with my son and um playing a lot of other family uh or age appropriate games should yeah. i say so mm-hmm. i think my son's mm-hmm. already picked out all the lego ones he wants to play on the vita tv and uh a load of the toys to life ones he wants to do so so i think we're we're going to have a fairly active uh amount of gaming so yeah good good yeah definitely go over and and, and check out connor's youtube yeah. channel there's a lot of good uh, archives of some excellent streams on there uh, and of course that's the only place where you can see like the full version of fortnightly fisticuffs as well yeah, um, which I, I still haven't forgiven you for removing the uh, oh, the Yoshimitsu where uh, um, Soul Calibur Double KO, which was yeah. just fantastic. Me me committing Harry Carry and taking us both out uh, was yes. just absolutely fabulous. Do you know what? I will I will go back through the archive of that video and I will dig that section out and just upload it to Twitter. <laughs> it was it was so good though because we were both like oh you can do that yeah <laughs> right well thanks very much for joining us tonight Connor yeah thank yeah, you more than welcome thank you very much for inviting me that's been good yeah, fun. not at all not at all anytime um, yeah as always you can find us over on Twitter at LapsGamer uh, like I said you can find our Twitch streams over at twitch.tv forward slash LapsGamer uh, if you search Laps Gamer on YouTube, you'll find a bunch of YouTube videos over on there. And that's about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.